Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Welcome back, folks. The room is starting to fill. The anticipation is growing for the annual luncheon here at the uh, New Orleans Chamber, like it did last year. We broadcast live here last year. We had a blast. We had a great time, and we're having a good time this year because we get an opportunity to introduce to you, our listening audience, some really interesting folks that give a lot of their time because uh, these positions that we've been talking to that people are fulfilling, they're volunteers, but they understand the importance of what they're able to bring to our community and how they can make a difference. And we have an individual that's been making a difference in our community here for a long, long time, Rod Teamer Sr. He's a director of diversity for Blue Cross Blue Shield, and he is the incoming chamber board chairman for 2024 and as i said before he's not smiling as large as todd mathurin was who's the outgoing chairman. <laughs> what do you say about that rod yeah <laughs> I, you know it's one of those things where you know maybe they ran out of names and you know i was next up but in all seriousness uh, we know that's you know, not true yeah <laughs> I, I look forward to it i've been involved with this chamber for you know a number of years probably a decade yeah and uh it's been great to you know kind of matriculate up through the organization take on different roles because you could really see an impact you know in the future of business in the community so i'm excited i'm looking forward to it um you know by the way um, happy holidays, Merry Christmas, how yeah, you, you celebrate the season. Um, you know, as I was uh, driving into the city this morning, um, you know, the, the excitement, the energy in the city, I think is very positive. You know, in the room right now, people are excited. A lot of conversation taking place. You got the state football championships going on. Yeah. Um, you know, it's just a lot of positive energy. Unfortunately, as you know, you know, the, the, we got a lot of problems in the community that we have to deal with, but there's a lot of good things going on as well. And uh, so the chamber gives me an opportunity to add on and create some momentum to some of the positivity and the uh, important work that needs to that we need to do in order to move our community forward. Yeah, you know, it's interesting. Um, Todd, the outgoing chairman, was more of a small company, right? And mm -hmm. you're representing probably one of the larger companies in the state of Louisiana. And I just love that diversity of right. large, small, medium-sized, mom-pop, you know, public uh, traded yeah, corporations, absolutely. private. Yeah, absolutely. And it's one of the things, like, at Blue Cross Blue Shield, Louisiana, we recognize that uh, mom-and-pop small businesses is the, you know, majority of our business originates from that group. Right. 
Um, there, are, there are only but so many big, big businesses here, institutions um, that we compete for. But we take pride in the fact that we provide health insurance to, you know, entrepreneurs, small business owners. Um, and because that's the lifeblood of the communities across the state of Louisiana, particularly here in New Orleans. So, um, you know, if you look at the Chamber Board, it's a mix of, you know, business, big business representatives, small business representatives, you know, business owners, entrepreneurs, and it creates a great dynamic of uh, innovation and solution and ideas that are often are implemented to make a, implemented to make a difference in the community. Oftentimes, the new chair comes in and uh, he or she's first mandate is, I don't want to screw anything up, right? <laughs> right. Don't drop the ball. Right. But separate and apart from that, your thoughts about, you know, what, what print you would love, like sure. to leave on, on your term here? Well, you know, again, I'm, I'm very bullish on uh, helping to identify resources and opportunities for small locally owned businesses you know um, because again that's the lifeblood of our community the majority of people that work in the city you know work for us you know get their goods and services from a small business you know my daughter's an entrepreneur she owns a dance school here in town um, and you know it's important you know for her and her generation that that you know millennial generation and the gen zers that are coming up are very entrepreneurial, so I want to make sure that during my time at the chamber, we put in some pro programming, some content that helps them to be better business people, so they can grow in the city, in the community, um, and help stabilize our future. That would be number one. Number two, um, you know, I'm a diversity guy. I work in the DEI uh, space year round. So again, I think it's important for us as a chamber to make sure that we're creating opportunities for diverse businesses. And when I say diverse, you know, it really doesn't leave anybody out, um, but particular emphasis on women-owned businesses, veteran-owned businesses, and minority-owned businesses. So it's, that's a pretty broad spectrum across the board. So those are the types of things that I like to see us do. I like to, you know, continue to work with Sandra and her team to make sure that they are uh, nimble and responsive to, you know, needs that come up. You know, this is a you know, business environment, the economy, you know, changes from time to time, and there are different needs that crop up. Beginning of 2020, nobody could see, well, some folks could see it, but most people couldn't predict that we would have a pandemic that would impact business as it did. But we navigated that space because we had some really uh, innovative and resilient people at the helm in this community that helped us navigate, you know, that choppy environment. So who knows what else is out there? So we just got to be uh, sensitive. Uh, we got to be communicative with, with our membership, continue to provide them with uh, content that allows them to be the best that they can be. You know, one of the things that I would encourage folks, if, if you're in business, Join a chamber. It doesn't necessarily have to be the New Orleans chamber. It could be the Jefferson chamber. It could be the Hispanic chamber, the black chamber, uh, the Asian chamber. There are a number of chambers out here. Uh, but get involved so you can network and meet people. You never know when your next big business deal is right around the corner. Ron, I like when you use the word nimble, right? I mean, because... Things are so dynamic. They're changing so fast. I mean, as you said, who, who would have thought five years ago 
we would be where we are because of a pandemic that that occurred right in the middle right and how and how important that is uh, Sandra mentioned something that they uh, that the members said that they wanted to embark upon and that was advocacy your thoughts about that well I mean it's what it says we need the business community the small entrepreneurial class here needs advocates they need an organization that's speaking up on issues that affect business you know so one of the things that happens throughout the year is that we'll meet with the leaders of Entergy, Sewage and Water Board, um, and other institutions that affect the community that ultimately affects uh, business. Um, and we need to make sure that we're advocating to those entities and make sure that they're keeping uh, sensitive to the needs of the business community, which is the people. They represent the people anyway. So, you know, advocacy is, is important. Sandra's been very uh, effective at networking and, and meeting with other chambers around the country to see what they're doing, uh, talking to, you know, the political class, you know, our, our representatives in Baton Rouge and in Washington to make sure that the legislation that's being, uh, you know, worked on is sensitized to the needs of, of people in the state of Louisiana, Metro New Orleans. So... Um I understand that next year uh, you may have to take on the role as a party planner <laughs> <laughs> to celebrate the 20th anniversary of this of this uh, chamber. It's a party for you, right. huh, baby? <laughs> I'm, yeah, I'm a party planner. I'll be a party doer. And, you know, if you ask me, you know, I definitely believe in having a good time and oh, celebration. Yeah. No, I mean, no this, this is New Orleans. Hey, you're a New Orleans. Yeah. Huh? <laughs> you you got to do it. Um, but it, I think it's important. It's a great milestone for the uh, for this community. You know, when this chamber was reconstituted, um, you know, again, it was pre-Katrina. Yeah. So we're talking two years before Katrina. And all of a sudden, you know, things got turned upside down. So the chamber's done a great job of, you know, continuing to grow. You know, I don't think they could foresee the chamber being as large as it is when they first uh, were working back in 2008, 2020, I mean, 2010 and whatnot. Um, as a matter of fact, you know, just a little point, a personal privilege for me is that my father served as the chairman of this board, yeah. you know, back in those early days. And so, you know, I'm proud that, you know, he's accomplished a lot in his career. Most of the things that I will never aspire, you know, achieve or replicate, but this is one of them. So, right. you know, I'm proud that I'm able to kind of pick up that mantle and, and move the organization forward. So, yeah, 20, this is important that we celebrate the 20th anniversary. Um, any other uh, issues that you'd like to see brought to the, to the forefront? I mean, as we look at... You know, and Sandra and I talked about the challenges here. Yeah. Not unique to here. They're nope. the challenges, you know, in every major city across the country. I mean, yeah. so, again, one of the things, and one of the, a good example, that's Keith Lederman with um, Clover, one of the big nonprofits in town. Mm -hmm. um, you know, you know, as a, as a corporation, as a civic entity in um, Louisiana, in particular in New Orleans, we, we, as Blue Cross, we take great pride in that we've been recognized as being the top uh, civic entity across the country. You know, right. we, yeah. we generate more volunteer or 
hours than most companies around the, the country. So really proud about that. And that's one of the examples that I think the chamber can provide to this community to encourage more business people to con commit with the nonprofit sector, you know, because we do have some nonprofit execs that are part of our board of directors and, you know, work on some solutions and generate resources. So that'd be another area of opportunity for us. Yeah. You said earlier you're very excited about this year. It's a commitment, though, really. Yeah. I mean, you know, and it's it, it's <laughs> it, it's not always easy. No, um, it's not. And I just got a request from a group to join their board, and, I'm, you know, I got to look at the calendar, and, you know, I'm, I, I'm blessed <laughs> that I work for a company that allows me and values this role. Right, um, absolutely. You know, because they understand how important it is to the future of business. Um, but... It is a time-consuming, you know, we, we probably do a, a between five and ten hours a month. And, uh, you know, what I realized yes, yesterday is that my board work, you know, Blue Cross has a program where they will match and uh, provide uh, contributions based on the numbers of hours that you volunteer. Oh, really? And my board work counts. So, you know, I'm going to be generating some resources for Sandra, for, for Sandra. and the chamber. Yeah, right. There, there might be a method to her madness. <laughs> I, don't know, I don't know if she knows about that yet, but um, but that's just one of the ways that Blue Cross that Blue supports. Cross gives back to the community. Gives back to the right. community. We have a very robust matching program that um, our employees are able to take take advantage of. We have this thing we call Team Blue, where you get, I want to say it's 16 hours. I may be being a little generous. But, you know, a number of hours that our employees can go volunteer at an, an approved event um, during work hours and get paid for it. A lot of people don't realize the importance of a good corporate partnership with the community, right? right. And, and what that means um, from a value proposition Absolutely. Uh, to, to the community. We're part of this, you know, one of the things that we're proud about as as you know, in our history at Blue Cross is that, you know, all of our work is focused in Louisiana. Um, we're, uh, you know, all of our employees work and live here. They're, you know, part of the community, a part of the fabric of community. It allows us, and in particular in my work, people call me all the time, hey, I got a problem with a claim or I need new insurance. My, my kid's aging out of the family program. What should I do? Um, because we have those local connections and uh, relationships, we're able to respond. And that's something that we want to maintain moving into the future. Final thoughts? Hey, uh, looking forward to hoping that this year goes as fast as last year. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm able to sit with you and uh, pass with the torch. With a bigger smile right. on your face next year. <laughs> pass the torch to the next person. But, no, I, com I consider this an honor. Um, and a privilege to be able to, to chair this organization um, and, and help be a cog in the wheel of success. Well, it's an honor and a privilege to spend this time with you, Rod Teamer. We really uh, appreciate you, you uh, joining us. Best of luck uh, as you serve your term on the, uh, the chamber as well as what you do every day with Blue Cross Blue Shield. And we certainly appreciate uh, that partnership that, that you guys have created with communities across the state of Louisiana, which is uh, uh, incredibly important. And have a happy holiday season. Same to you, sir. Uh, thank you, sir. Really Stay appreciate safe. it.
All right, we'll be right back, folks. 504-260-1870 on the Oakland Heart Jewelers Talk and Text Line. We will be right back. Stay with us. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress-them-on-the-third-date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Hey everyone, Boomer Esiason here. The NFL Draft is behind us and your favorite team is now gearing up for week number one. The free Odyssey app puts you right in the middle of the pro football conversation with the biggest sports radio stations from across the country. The local voices who know your team the best, giving you their unfiltered takes on the current state of your squad. It's always football season right here on the free Odyssey app. All right, folks, we are back and we are broadcasting live for the New Orleans Chamber 2023 annual meeting at the Hilton New Orleans uh, Riverside. A lot of energy in the room. People are starting to work their way in. It's a sellout crowd today. I mean, they, they expect a huge turnout. Great format that they have today. They will be talking about the River District, and we're gonna, my next guest will talk a, a little bit about that, too, because uh, he's had a lot to do um, and work on uh, relative to that issue. And our, our guest is Mike Sawaya, the president of the New Orleans Ernest N. Morial Convention Center, and he's a board member of the chamber as well, right, Mike? That's correct. Been involved with the chamber since I got in town in 2018. All right. Well, welcome to the show. We really appreciate uh, you joining us today. You guys, uh, the convention center is always dynamic. It never stays static. You're always having to refurb this, renovate that, improve this, improve that, meet the demands of conventioneers that are coming into the city because the competition is intense. It really is. Uh, you know, we go to these conferences all the time. We get around the country. We see what we're competing against, and we get to hear what their plans are for the future. And I'll tell you, the landscape is getting more competitive. They're spending literally billions of dollars in other cities to build new facilities that are on the leading edge, and we're trying to keep up with that. Well, they look at us and they see the successes that we've had and what it has meant to our local economy, right? That's exactly right. And, you know, and the ability to lure, whether it's a Super Bowl or a college playoff game or, more importantly, day in and day out, some of the major conventions that have been uh, coming here in some cases for as long as 20 years. That's right. You know, and... Uh it's become so competitive because of the economic impact of that to a community. Yeah. If you have a thriving tourism industry, it really adds to the quality of life of living in a city. It makes it more affordable because so many things are contributed to a tax base that pays for those things. So 
very much a uh, competitive game. So when we talk about um, capital improvements, you guys have uh, spent north of $150 million over the last uh, three to four years. Sure, uh, a lot of that work was done during the pandemic, but uh, work continues today, and it's overall a five to six year uh, plan, you know, from everything from a roof to redoing finishes and meeting rooms in public areas. So uh, we're almost under perpetual construction, but you have to be on a continuous improvement plan. A lot of people don't realize that um, staging conventions is really hard on the physical facility itself, right? Because of the multitude of demands of hanging something from this, running a wire across that. You know, That's yeah, right. A lot be, of a lot of your movie folks parts. are like I, every time I'm there and they're staging, they look like trapeze artists to me. <laughs> well, I like to say that we build a city right. every week in the center, at least, at least in parts of that, and then we tear it all down and start, all, start over all over again. again. There's <laughs> carpenters and plumbers and electricians, and they build structures. They're just unbelievable the, the pace at which they work overnight. But all the man hours that go into that, all the materials that are built. All the money that those people who come into town spend, it really has an effect on our economy. Absolutely. And it's not just inside the building, it's outside the building, because the new promenade out there is beautiful. That city park is one that, uh, that promenade we call the linear park, it's one of the areas this city can really be proud of. It's one of the best projects ever done. About a $60 million investment on the convention center's part to, uh, to improve a city street as well as add a new linear park that's seven and a half acres. And I guess you guys will be hosting again for the second time, if my memory serves me correct, Endymion will be going through the uh, convention center again this Mardi Gras season. That's right, Endymion, the super parade, if you right. will, uh, adds to the other ones that we've had year in and year out. And this will be the last year that we host that because I'll be going back to the Superdome. But uh, bringing parades inside the building is its own dynamic. That doesn't really happen anywhere else in the country, only in New Orleans. No, no, absolutely. I've not seen it anywhere else. <laughs> Indeed. You know, it's funny. Uh, I remember uh, attending a, a series of events in Washington, D.C., mm -hmm. and um, there was only one place that would hold this particular convention, the size of it, because there was no other, and it wasn't that big, That's the right. convention. That's right. And it made you wonder about just the, uh, how... Um, the capacity of our facility uh, is leading edge. It is. I mean, we have uh, the sixth largest convention center in the country when you add up all of the spaces that we sell. But we have the largest prime contiguous exhibit hall in the country at 1.1 million square feet. And that's where our clients make their money, on the trade show floor. Right. You know, on, uh, on setting up things that their clients can come and see all their new products and all the, uh, all the new ideas that are coming in, really networking throughout that show, it really adds a lot to the landscape. Absolutely. All right, we're gonna take a little break here and we'll come back and we'll continue visiting with Mike Sawaya, the president of New Orleans Ernest N. Morial Convention Center and a member of the uh, chamber board as well. And we'll continue this conversation when we return. This is Newell on WWL. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. 
Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Welcome back, folks. We're visiting with Mike Sawaya, president of the New Orleans Ernest N. Morial Convention Center, and he's also a member of the uh, chamber board. Mike, a recent announcement of the River District Neighborhood Investors Group. Um, this sounds incredibly exciting, and I think it's going to develop a lot of synergy in that geographic area of the uh, convention center. Is, from my perspective, it looks like it's going to be huge. It is, and you know, we're, our favorite word now is a watershed moment, yeah. right? Because <laughs> it, it really is. I mean, it, a, a development of this size rarely happens in our community, and frankly, having 48 eight acres to develop on uh, on a river next door to a convention center in a downtown district doesn't exist anywhere in the world. We think we have the right plan, the effect of it all, and uh, the affordable and workforce housing component. All those things are just uh, unprecedented and really exciting for New Orleans. You know, that affordable housing component, that bodes well for the convention center, too. I mean, you, you guys employ a lot of people. We do. I mean, just the employees that we have right at 400. Then you had the caterers' employees and uh, all the vendors' employees. There's about a thousand people who come into the building that work there to put on a conference. Like for the conference we have this week, 18,000 people. It takes a lot of folks to make that happen successfully. And I don't want to say it's been an eyesore, but it, you drive by and you you feel like the picture's not complete, right? Is that a good way of putting it? That's exactly the right way to put it. And uh, putting that in commerce is really uh, like building a new neighborhood like that. You're reinventing the destination from the appeal that it will have for our clients and our potential clients. It's just huge, and they, they're, they're excited as we are about that. You, do you believe it's quantifiable of the difference it'll make in selling the experience of the convention center? No question about it. If you look in places like L.A. where they have L.A. Live, or in Texas with Texas Live. Everyone's focused right now on these districts that uh, they can see putting their people into to be entertained. The Wharf in Washington, D.C., got yeah. back to that a couple of times. Those are prime examples of what you can do with the right amount of investment and the right plan. And, you know, on, this may be one of the few pieces of land that we are available to really develop on the river and to really leverage the, the river itself, because we've not really done a great job of that, um, if we're honest with ourselves. That's right, but but there's good plans with the city to expand the wharf. You know, we, we bought the Esplanade and uh, General Nichol, Governor Nichols Wharf, right. and that riverfront will be engaged all the way down to the river district, two and a half miles of riverfront. It'll be the longest engaged riverfront in the entire country. Oh, really? It really will. And so that's going to be very appealing to our customers as well. Yeah. What do you see as the biggest challenge for the convention center here, short term, long term? I think in the uh, in the long term, certainly the redevelopment of other destinations, the amount of investment that they have in other places, and us trying to keep up with that. And uh, we're catching up. Plans like this and the headquarter hotel project that uh, Hopefully in the first part of next year, we'll be able to announce something. But not having that headquarter when other destinations do, they have 800,000 hotels and they're working on the second hotels. And we're behind that. So it's one of those things. And renovated our building while we're busy. 
you know, we're a very busy building that even though it's aged, trying to get these things done while we're operating and not taking things offline presents those challenges, but we're up for it. Yeah, I mean, obviously, I was just looking at some of what y'all have done, replacing 1.9 million square feet of roofing. <laughs> it's one of the largest roofs in the entire country. It's a 40-acre roof. And we're not replacing it. We're actually putting a coating on it like the Superdome. Yeah. Mm -hmm. If we tried to replace that roof, it would take four years. Four years. Wow. Wow. Spray foam insulation, I guess, as an insulator, strengthening the uh, structure, more reflective paint on, on the exterior to keep temperatures down. That's right. There was a time when they were working on it over the summer that they, that roof was 140 degrees. They could only work four-hour shifts to, to deal with that. But we're about 75% through with that roof now. It'll be done in March and no impact on our clients. You know, they're going to really benefit from having a, a, a roof we can count on. So we come out of the pandemic. Obviously, we know we've got challenges. I mean, that was a disruptor of all disruptors. I don't know that there'll ever be a disruptor like the pandemic, and hopefully there will never be a disruptor, disruptor like the pandemic again. Um, hard to get things back in, in rhythm? Well, I'll tell you, the, uh, we finished 2022 at 99% of our 2019 numbers. Awesome. We're having a very strong 2023. 2024 is going to be a good year, and then the Super Bowl in 25. We're working on things now that go out to 2038. Uh, wow. I'll tell you from the clients that have come in lately, the workbook show last week, they were up 25% in attendance. Oh, really? The group that's here this week. Industry's up. down. Attendance was up. Attendance is up. And we're seeing that trend we have for the last 12 to 16 months that uh, the attendees want to come to New Orleans. This is that place that attracts them. Right. Yeah, yeah absolutely. Now, that's a good indicator because overall that industry is, is going through one of, you know, is cyclical and is going through one of those cycles that, you know, obviously their desire to interact with others to see what's coming down the pike. I'm, and I guess you think a lot of this is motivated by, by green energy, too? A lot of it is. That's kind of a new growing economy. We're seeing that. You know, our building is lead gold. We're the largest yeah. in the world under a new standard. To have a building that's almost 40 years old that meets that standard is really quite an accomplishment. Uh, but we've invested $20 million into sustainability in the last year. And uh, our clients are really impressed with that, and they want to be a part of that. So they love coming to a building that really gets that. Yeah. So that was a long-term, immediate, short-term challenge. Well, I mean, filling some of the gaps. You know, we always have in the year four of the year things. Last year we created a pickleball tournament with Drew I Brees. was there. Yeah, in fact, a, I think I saw you there. Yeah. You did. It was a wonderful event. We think it will double in size for next year. We had the Miss Universe pageant that we put in. We had the Barry Jackson show. So we're looking for those short-term trigger opportunities. We have Our building is so large that uh, we're in a position to take those more than most cities are. Right. And they want to come here because they know they get the attendance. And then a lot of that is because of the contiguous nature of the square footage. That's correct. Yeah. And, I mean, that, and that actually makes you more nimble than most. It really does. And uh, as long as we can put the hotel room package together, and as you know, this city is very connected, and that really plays well for those things that want to come here, even in the short run. If you would, for the listening audience, describe the importance of the fact that we, although it's funny, New Orleanians don't view us as a walking city, but the reality is 
in comparison to others, we are a walking city, right? No, no question about that. When you think about the anchors like the Superdome, the Convention Center, and then the French Quarter, you look at that triangle and how it's all connected and walkable. Uh, and for our clients, they have to do bus traffic. They have to bus people over to the building. But uh, we're set up for that. And we have a corridor that doesn't impede the regular normal traffic. We built a transportation center, invested quite a bit into that. So we have a good plan, but that connectivity is what makes us a favorite for the Final Four, the Super Bowl, and events like that as well. So I know, I think you're part of the team that will be headed out to Las Vegas for the handoff. And, uh, and that's what I guess they put your own notice. It's your baby now. <laughs> no doubt about that. We're, uh, we're bringing a, a large contingent, everything from the police department to the fire department, emergency management. We all got to be ready for that. There's no event like the Super Bowl. We have events that are always wanting to be like a Super Bowl that, uh, that tax our city. And, uh, but we have a really great experience a group of folks who really know how to put on a major event. And, and a lot of folks don't understand that's really a working meeting. Oh, I no mean, question. there's there's because, you know, I, I've, I've never been to that actual meeting, but I've been in the periphery before and I've seen the product that comes back from it. Mm -hmm. um, there it's a very task oriented meeting <laughs> the list of the task yeah. no doubt i mean we don't even go to the game and yeah. we, we go for the days before the game and then when they hit those minimums that you got to stay through that's when we head back but we have a lot of work to do to plan for this yeah and but it's it's an exciting time because there's been renovation going on at the dome and and the It'll have a new face and, and a new product there. That's right. Well, a lot of it is about showing the world what you've done and being exposed to that. So you hear oftentimes the community, well, we have to do it for the Super Bowl or do it before the Super Bowl because you're on the national stage and the media shows up and you have exposure from all different kinds of folks who come. You never know. It could be the meeting planner who wants to bring 20,000 people to town. Yeah. Uh, Mike, what is the importance of the chamber, the New Orleans Chamber, been for you and your organization? You know, we, we really believe solidly in the chamber and the work that they do, mostly made up of small businesses, oftentimes people that we do business with in the community. And uh, we think those investments that we make in time and in resources are well worth it because the spirit of having strong business climate is what attracts our customers to come here as well. So we know how big a part the convention center plays in the local economy, and uh, we, we believe we always have to be at the forefront of that. Absolutely, and, and, and I just really love a, a lot about where we're going, where Sandra was talking about advocacy and you know talking about revisiting with the members to getting a better understanding of what they desire. You have big, small, medium-sized companies all playing a very critical role. No question about that. And frankly, you know, advocating for New Orleans, uh, yep. statewide and region-wide, those things are important because, you know, on our own, we're just one city, and uh, we need those to know what our priorities are and the effect that it has on the, on the region as well. You know, oftentimes I tell folks, if we don't cheerlead for ourselves, there's no one else out there that's going to do it, right? That's exactly right. And we have a very special city here. And we need to, we need to uh, uh, celebrate the triumphs and talk about what we need to do to keep it going. Right. Absolutely. Final thoughts? You know, uh, 
2023 has been an exceptional year. Uh, we like to celebrate the holidays with Christmas Fest at the Convention Center. Luna Fet start last night. It yep. goes through Sunday. Uh, just a great way for us to celebrate with our locals and invite them to come to the Convention Center and see what's new over there. So uh, our future is bright. We've got some projects we're going to announce next year that are going to be even more exciting. The River District, I mean, a game changer and uh, breaking ground on that for Shell and Top Golf that are coming. Really, really an optimistic view of what's happening in New Orleans. Yeah, I think I, I'm, I think the synergy is going to be huge, and, and I love that. And, uh, you know, the tide rises for all, right? That's exactly right. Yeah. Mike, thank you so much. Best yeah. of luck to you. Uh, have a great holiday season. We really appreciate the time uh, that you spent with us this morning. My pleasure to be here. Thank all you. All righty, We will be right back, 504-260-1870. We are broadcasting live from the Hilton, New Orleans, for the Chamber Annual Luncheon. Stay with us, folks. We'll be right back. Welcome back, folks. When we come back after the top of the news break, we'll visit with David Piscola, GM of the Hilton, and the new, he's a new Chamber Board member as well. We'll talk about the Hilton Hotel, an iconic hotel in the city of New Orleans. Really, when you think about it, a transformative hotel uh, for the city of New Orleans in its history. So we'll be right back with uh, David Piscola, and we're also going to talk to Devon Barber. He is the president and CEO of the Downtown Development District in the back half of the 12 o'clock hour as well. So stay with us. This is Newell on WWL. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Hey everyone, Boomer Esiason here. The NFL Draft is behind us and your favorite team is now gearing up for week number one. The free Odyssey app puts you right in the middle of the pro football conversation with the biggest sports radio stations from across the country. The local voices who know your team the best, giving you their unfiltered takes on the current state of your squad. It's always football season right here on the free Odyssey app. 